Hi and welcome to Outfox, the disruptive content podcast that helps you transform your content marketing and outfox the competition. I'm Sharon Flaherty and in this episode we're exploring content automation. We're looking at what it is, how brands are using it and what it actually means for your future content strategy. Joining me today is Sophie Clark, the Director of Social Media for EMEA at the Radisson Hotel Group. Hi Sophie. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. Welcome to Outfoxed. Uh, so first question, how do you define content automation? I think it'd just be really great to uh, all our listeners are on the same page. Sure. Um, for me, content automation ultimately, I think, is about bringing efficiencies to the business. So really streamlining the content processes we have in areas which otherwise, let's be honest, would, would be a lot of manual work. So really enabling more personalization and meaning yeah, an, uh, an improved targeting of messages. Okay. And um, how are you using content automation? How have you been experimenting with it? Yeah, so there are many different ways, as you can imagine, in which um, we've been using content automation and, you know, how I see that content automation could be effective, not only in our business, but in, in any business, really. Um, for example, most um, most obviously in CRM, it could be effective. So we're really able to automate that email delivery when someone books a room, for example, the confirmation email that they receive, or that could be when we're onboarding a customer to who's joined our loyalty program, for example. And rather than that just one generic email, we can really look to create many different emails um, with a more personalized content, whether that's um, a different subject line or the actual content in the email, um, serving personalized content according to what is that customer profile and what is their past transaction history. And of course, without that automation, um, that would be hugely manual. So what else are you doing? So um, obviously you're talking there about um, email subject lines. I guess you're testing them to see what is getting the best response. Yeah, exactly. A lot of A-B testing and all of the things that we do in the digital marketing team. I suppose maybe it's more interesting if I go into a bit more detail with my expertise in social media. So maybe a couple of things that I can highlight from a social perspective. Um, so one thing when I was first looking into this topic that, that jumped out at me was how we use um, content automation to an extent when it comes to user-generated content. So a lot of the content that we use today on our social platforms is from guests because ultimately they're showcasing our hotels better than, than we can even do when, when we um, create those official photography for hotels. So we've recently launched a partnership with a, with a provider and there's lots of providers in this space. So we're kind of benchmarking at the moment to see the best all-round tool. But the pilot we've done at the moment, um, we are able to automate a lot of manual processes. So one example is um, today it's very manual to go into every geolocation on Instagram of a hotel to see what photos have been posted in that location. Um, But within this tool, we're able to pull them all in to one feed. And also if if a user has tagged us um, with the handle of the brand or with a hashtag, we get this all coming into one place. And with visual recognition software as well, um, the tool starts to learn which ones we like and brings that up to the top of the feed. So it's, it's saving a lot of time and we don't have to go manually looking for that content. The same Within that same tool, we can automatically request rights to the content that we like. Um, and then as soon as the user agrees, so they just have to put a hashtag if they agree for us to use the content, then it goes directly into the asset manager we have within the tool. And that's really handy because we then have this asset manager 
where we can use the images in there to put dynamically directly in email or send it to Facebook to, to use in a campaign advertising. Um, and and that's, that's really effective and saves a lot of time. So going back to email there, um, you're able to create these dynamic links for photography and email so that even to the extent that when a user opens an email for the second time, uh, they would see a, a photo that's in the same theme, but a different image. So really being able to, to create more interesting content without the heavy workload behind it. And I think, you know, one thing to really think about there is um, making sure that there is some form of a review process, um, because although that's automated, you want to make sure that you're still happy with what's what's going to be pushed out. Because, for example, we also use that content automatically for a website widget on our website. So we want to make sure that we're 100 percent happy with the content that is going to be pushed out visible to everyone publicly on our on our website or in email so having a tool like that where only approved content with that human human verification is making sure that we're ultimately happy that the automation is going to provide the the visuals that we that we want so so digging into that a bit more in terms of the team processes and structure how have you done that so that the the manual element of checking um, works. What, what's the structure of the team? How do they, they check the images and decide what's going to be best to use? Yeah, so in, in my team, we have people dedicated by brand. So what's really important within this tool is that we use the tagging effectively. So um, images that are tagged on social media automatically come into the tool and we have a, um, a really good tagging process in place. So that can be the brand, the city that it was taken, the country, the, the name of the hotel specifically, the theme, um, which the visual recognition software helps with. So is it a beach? Are there people in there? And that really means that my team, once they go into the tool, they might be looking for a campaign that's about resorts. So they might look for um, beach photos. They might be really wanting to focus on destinations like Amsterdam for city breaks or Bali for beach. And then they can really tap down really easily and filter by um, by the tagging structure. So that's really key to make sure that, yes, because you can imagine by bringing all these images into the tool, there's a lot of content to manually go through. So we need to have that tagging structure so that we can filter really effectively. And that's not just when it comes to user-generated content, because um, we also have um, other social media monitoring tools, which, again, with uh, with great tagging behind it, automated we're able to monitor all the mentions coming in from our guests. So um, not only can we schedule content ahead of time uh, with these tools, but like I said, we can we can engage with our guests and make sure that our customer care agents who are managing those mentions coming into the tool are only getting actionable mentions to handle, again, saving time. Um, and, and also, when I talk about tagging with that social media monitoring tool, it's also about thinking from a crisis communications perspective, because we need to automate that if a mention from a guest includes a certain keyword, maybe that could be anything from a fire in a hotel or many different keywords that we've um, come up with in advance, that if they show up in a mention that we're getting those quickly, whether that's through an automated email or rising directly to the top of our inbox to to action it's really important for us to make sure that we have a we're able to prioritize what we're responding to 
And so if you were to summarise the benefit then that you've seen um, for the the Radisson Hotel Group, what, what would you say that is? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of benefits from that latest point I made about the um, customer care side. I think it's the optimization of the productivity of the agents. So we're saving time, making sure they're only actioning those mentions from guests that need to be responded to, and that's ultimately cost saving. Um, We can automate a lot of that process of the mentions we get in that is maybe spam or doesn't require a response, which actually would even take a long time simply to resolve all those mentions to get to those actionable ones. So, you know, we're able to provide, therefore, the faster service to our guests and filtering out uh, the spam to get to those real issues faster. And, you know, that's about getting that NPS score up and um, reducing that interaction volume. And, you know, that that impacts the customer satisfaction. And I think as well, um, one other example I could give there is um, the speed to market we have with content automation. So we're working with um, DeckChair, an HD webcam company across the across the company. Basically, uh, they provide these HD webcams that we put on top of our hotels to create fantastic footage, whether it's a beautiful rainbow or a storm even or New Year's fireworks. And what that means is because we have the camera embedded on the website that's constantly updated um, with the latest view from that hotel. And similarly, um, what's great is we have this internal content agency in Radisson Hotel Group. So we're really able to have that speed to market. We have these templates for video where we have a a specified intro and outro, if you like, and we can simply slot in the different time lapses that we get. We really have that speed to market to be able to push out great content, but also branded because this kind of content is also getting used by, could be the tourism board of um, cities, it could be the weather channels. So it's making sure that not only are we getting great content shared, but it's also branded and, and we don't have a lot of time that we need to spend creating that kind of content. So that's interesting. So in terms of the engagement then, so would you say that you're seeing better engagement through the automation of images? Well, in that case, yes, because the the webcam content is some of our most engaging because, you know, weather is something people are always talking about. You know, when the snow came, everybody was talking about the snow. And um, also we had that blood moon recently that was also a big talking point or new year's fireworks people are discussing you know where are the best places to watch the fireworks so they're often around topics that are engaging people in conversation and thus it's a good opportunity to us for us to hop on those trends and and really engage with our guests and one of the main things we want to show is the great locations of our of our hotels and that that really helps us and then thinking about, um, does that extend to PR? So are you seeing that you might be getting PR coverage on the back of some of the great images that are getting captured? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like the like I mentioned, we, we do get picked up by different um, channels. So it could be the weather channel, which has used our image. And as it was only a few days ago that we, we have um, a new camera on the park in by Radisson in York. And then we got approached by um, the weather channel asking us if we could, if they could use the image that we had of the snow in York. So we do get uh, opportunities also for more reach about that footage because it is popular and it's very high quality. So it's not only images, but it's also video. And it's so timely that people can download immediately what was from five minutes ago. And so... 
thinking about that's some of the great things about content automation that you're seeing what about the bad things you know there's um, a lot of naysayers who would say that you shouldn't be automating content because the quality would be affected so what's your view and how you maintain quality when you are automating content yeah, and I think it's a very good point because you you do see some bad examples of it, I think, and you, you have to use it where it really makes sense. So I was mentioning before that um, with this user-generated content tool we have, we always need to make sure that the content that we're automating into other placements like the website or an email is content that we're happy to see in those placements. So there must be a certain amount of human review, in my opinion. So when it comes to automating um, the content on the website, or it could be even scraping reviews from TripAdvisor that you also want to feature on the website automatically, you need to have that certain level of, of control. Otherwise, you know, you, you never really know what might what might show up. Um, so with our website widget, yes, it's automatically pulling from our pool of images, but they are only approved images uh, that we have managed ourselves. And, you know, again, it's fine to use tools like visual recognition software, which I mentioned comes with that user generated tool. Um, but again, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you can't fully rely on these AI softwares as they are today. So you want to have that that extra verification from a human. And why why do you feel you you can't fully rely on the AI software as it is today? I just think it, it's not as developed. It's not fully developed. I mean, it's the same same um, conversation when we talk about bots, right? I mean, we're definitely not there yet when it comes to having the right intelligence um, from a machine that we could have from a human. Of course, there's some great cases of where companies are using bots or more flows very effectively, but you know, it's an area that's advancing rapidly. But we're definitely not there yet. And when do you think we will be there? That's a, that's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, we see advancements all the time in AI, I think, um, especially with, you know, if I take it from a social media perspective, the social care side, people's expectations have risen. Now, we, now we're in messaging, you know, ABC, Apple Business Chat, WhatsApp for Business, WeChat in Asia. It's just a constant expectation now that we should respond immediately when they have a question. Um, and that's very difficult to manage in a manual way. Uh, and we, we do need to have some sort of automation to help us to be able to manage all those guest uh, questions and to to reply in a timely manner. And whether that's using AI or whether it's using automations like flows, which I think at the moment is the best way to go about it. Um, if you think about from a hospitality perspective, um, for example, you have um, uh, at the point where the agent comes to talk to a guest, um, you need to have a certain amount of information already. So if they have a complaint or a question about their reservation, we need to have their name, their confirmation number, their stay dates. So if we can automate getting the information before the agent comes to talk to the guest, that agent will have all the necessary information to be able to respond and support the guest immediately without too many interactions going back and forth. So it's about having right now a limited scope, um, you know, a limited scope of using a bot effectively and, and being up, you know, upfront with your customers that this is a bot um, because we just, like you say, right now with AI, uh, we, we just can't fake it that it's a human and we shouldn't try to. What are the main uh, learnings that you would like to pass on? 
You know, I think one of the main trends now is that uh, that of personalized content, right? So people are coming to expect that the ads you deliver to them are personalized and relevant to them. And there's a lot of things we can do to really make sure that um, that we are delivering this personalized element to the content we bring. So that's anything from, you know, the trend of personalized video at the moment when you open an email and the um, video has your name in it. Um, it also maybe if it's take, for example, I've seen a nice a nice uh, case recently of a utilities company that automated um, the video according to what plan you had with them. And it was a video to show you how you can economize according to the plan you're on and your usage. So that relies heavily on good data that you have behind. So if you have that data, which I think should be the first step in doing this, you need to make sure you don't have those data silos within within the company that can happen. But if you have good data, you can really drive personalized content like that. Otherwise, it's it's about, you know, if I take a social media example, the likes of Facebook, um, they have the dynamic travel ad product now. And that means that we can, you know, automate ad delivery. If you visited, for example, the Radisson Blue Amsterdam website, I can deliver you automatically an ad only for the Radisson Blue Amsterdam. And I can even make sure that with the Facebook pixel on our websites, we're excluding people who've made a booking so that we're not, you know, providing you something that you don't need because you already booked. Yeah. So things like those products that you now see coming out from the different providers, there's, there's many ways. But for me, the key is trying to be as personalized as possible in the content you put out. Thank you, Sophie. You have been an amazing guest and that is super insightful. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. So that's all we have time for in this episode with huge thanks to Sophie, the Director of Social Media for Europe, the Middle East and Africa for the Radisson Hotel Group. And if you enjoyed the podcast, remember to click subscribe on your podcast app to keep up to date on the best ways to disrupt your content marketing and outbox your competition. <laughs>